0: Hey, Love Leaders, it's Dr. Shannon Roberts, your host for the Love Leading Podcast, where we discuss how to create connection in your most important relationship that God designed, bringing health and sometimes healing while deepening intimacy. Welcome to the show. Welcome love leaders. You are joining me with the love leading with Dr. Shannon podcast. I am so thrilled to talk about this episode coming up. I have a really good friend of mine, Pastor Greg Freilich. Um, As my guest today, he has um, been married for 26 years. He is a dad of four boys, bless your wife's heart. (laughs) And he is um, pastoring um, a really cool new church. And I'm going to let him share more about that. But welcome today, Pastor Greg.
1: Thank you. Hey, everybody. I'm glad you're tuning in. Thanks for having me. It's been uh, interesting to uh, get to know you and see all the things that God's doing in, in your ministry and mine. So I'm excited to be here.
0: I know we're going to be talking about how those two are kind of join forces later. So you've done ministry 26 years but more recently in the last two or so you've made this big shift. Can you tell us more?
1: Yeah, um so for for the previous um 11 years I was at one church um and it was, you know, a very large church. Um you know, in in church world they have their metrics too and Um, for years, you know, they, they were ranking, you know, fastest growing churches and all that. And so I was kind of a part of that whole, um, mega church movement and, um, was pastoring, um, at a very large location in Tampa, Florida. And then back in like March of 2019, I had this feeling of, can only really describe it as like a deep restlessness, you know, where I, I was like, man, I'm doing all the right things, right. That I'm, that I'm supposed to be doing as a pastor. I'm, I'm having success in the ministry. I'm, I'm seeing the metrics flow, but I just had this feeling of restlessness and I, I wasn't exactly sure what to do with it. And, um, lo and behold, you know, one of the good things you can do is, is actually take it back to God, you know? And mm. uh, so I did. And I, and I, and I said, Lord, I, I, I just want to, I just want you to figure out why do I feel this way? What is, what is this feeling, you know, um, uh, doing? And so I went into a time of, of prayer and fasting, just a deeper time of prayer and fasting to kind of say, all right, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to really press in and listen, and a month into this this time of prayer and fasting, he woke me up in the middle of the night with this vision of like pure church, right? Like mm. not a, not a business plan, but just like the heart of why why do we even get together as as followers of Christ? Why is faith even important? And how is this whole thing going to work? And um, <laughs> that was in April of 2019, Shannon. Wow. And So I wake up with this vision and it's church basically with no building. It's, it's this, this concept of like, yeah, I know. And um, so he, um, he told me to wait. And so for the next year, I just sort of um, just sort of like surrendered everything over to the Lord and just said, you know what, take whatever you want to take. And lo and behold, a year, like literally 12 months later, we all know about this virus thing that hit and um, our church buildings ended up closing.
0: So impacted. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And everybody kind of scattered, you know, it was, it was really strange, very strange time of all of our lives. And, um, and of course (laughs) I knew at that point that um, I was going to have to address this thing that he gave me, you know, in that moment. And so I um took it took it into my prayer time and the Lord said it's time to go. Wow. So if you can That's imagine
0: Big Leap I admire your wife for jumping with you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, if you can imagine June of 2020, it was yeah. like the craziest thing. Um and in June of 2020, I um announced that I was leaving. I had no building. I had no followers. I had money. <laughs> And no one knew what was happening, and it was it was really a complete cliff dive, like complete cliff dive. Um, and uh, so, it's now been about two and a half years. Um, we call it a mobile church. We're a mobile church,
0: and I love this concept because I think it really fits the age that we're in. Tell us more yeah. about that.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, I feel like right the the word church. Kind of got all wrapped up in the building thing, right? Nothing Correct. wrong with the building, but it programs kind of programs
0: and presentations. And- yeah,
1: yeah, like we had to have it like an assembly line, you know. And for me personally, it's more about the relationships, right? It's about yeah. it's about people coming together for the common goal, right? The common mm-hmm. good. T- I mean, our church is called the difference because we we really want to make a difference mm-hmm. in the world that we live in. All of our lives here are pretty short yeah and so we um yeah so we embarked on this journey and um we built a this really really unique web app um it's a website that looks feels and breathes like an app but you don't have to update it or download it it's always
0: (laughs) hey I've, i've been on it it's very user friendly i love it
1: yeah so we um you know we gather together every week in in homes all over the place um we get together for gatherings out in public. You know, we've been downtown Tampa. We've been at yeah. parks. We've And those are uh,
0: service oriented, mission kind of yeah. um, themed. Okay.
1: Yeah. We kind of feel like um, better for us to be out and about with mm-hmm. people than kind of in back in our, you know, back in our building kind of hold up on our on our own. And we encounter so many people when we go out uh, into these different places. And it's also an opportunity for people to kind of come check us out. It's super chill. It's very authentic.
0: I love that. I love that you go out and go to rather than inviting in and waiting for people to knock on your door. I love that. I love that kind of concept. So listen, I, I admire the work of um, pastors and ministry leaders because, um, Their, their work doesn't ever end. They don't have office hours. They, you know, if they truly love and are called and purposed then they, you know, are passionate and people um, tell their stories. I mean, we, we, we are very similar in this concept and I love the fact that I get to partner with um, kind of, you know, first responders really in the spiritual yeah. world. Yeah. Um, and you know, you get to hear it first a lot of times because if you're that trusted shepherd, they're coming your way. Yeah. So what is going on? I mean, tell us heartbeat, um, of what you're seeing with, um, our couples, um, in this day and age, what are the kind of challenges that you are hearing themed about and just kind of your heartbeat on this? Yeah.
1: Yeah wow, very unique times that we're living in. I think, um, I think COVID sort of threw everything into this big pot of uncertainty Mm. and it's sort of like everybody got sent to their rooms to like, (laughs) you know, take, take a time out. Yeah. Um, But I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure that, um, that we came out of it a whole lot better than going into it. But I think people are starting to sort of question things a little bit more in their lives, but.
0: It has definitely level- caused them to think outside of the box, right? Yeah,
1: for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, you've you've got a lot of anxiety and worry and, and that can kind of lead to depression, right? Because mm. people are um, so connected now to this thing. Right. Right. And to news sources and media and information. And the truth is, it's not really doing us any good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were never really meant to be that connected to everything that's going on, right? You, you can hear about a puppy getting run over and it's sad, right? But like in, in somewhere in Pennsylvania. And then you can hear about a helicopter crash, you know, mm-hmm. over in some country in Europe, and all of this stuff was never really designed. We weren't really designed to deal with all these Take
0: in things. all of that data from all yeah. over, um, outside our even immediate world and community. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: then couple that with you know the economy, and now we're most families are are two working you know a uh, husband and wife working together mm-hmm. or working in different jobs and you've got a recipe for no one has time anymore for solitude and quiet and self-reflection and spending time together and so what i'm seeing out there is that people are having to make a shift
0: mm. in
1: their lifestyle right where you have to kind of take a look at well what does my life look like like I used an analogy recently of a, of a rope this long, long rope. And if the whole rope was your life and I'm talking about your eternal life, right? You're an eternal soul. So you're going to survive beyond your, your flesh and blood here. And you really understood that the rope being, you know, super long and that your life is about that much of the rope. Would you approach life a little differently thinking about the whole longevity of your life?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I think that's where, Um, I see this tension amongst couples Mm
0: -hmm.
1: wanting to sort of reevaluate how they're spending their time. And then what happened in the midst of all the busyness and the chaos where couples have drifted apart Mm -hmm. and they're not sure how to reconnect it back together. Are you seeing that too?
0: Yeah. Uh, So One of the big gurus in um, my field, um, marriage therapy, is John Gottman. And he really identifies, listen, this disconnect fight cycle as the biggest predictor of relationship dissatisfaction and ultimately can lead to, you know, higher percentages of divorce. But this thing that you're talking about has been my experience as well. In addition to that is that when people are under duress or or under stress, uncertainty, anxiety, you know, to put those kinds of stress um, labels on it, they really can't show up and be present in their most important relationships. And they become not the best version of themselves. And I think you probably hit the nail on the head when we were talking before about yeah, they aren't experiencing a, a true sense of peace and joy. So how can they, you know, show up and be able to experience that, you know, outside of themselves even? So can you add to that?
1: Yeah. Um, so obviously I'm a pastor, right? So, I mean, my my life is dedicated to um, helping people find really there's four things that I would say. If you're, if you're lacking these four things, really, Jesus is the answer to these four things. And this is yeah. deeply personal for me, having walked with him and without him, I kind of know the difference yes. and the four things that I would say we need personally, um, before we can even be a good husband or wife to someone else, right. Is mm-hmm. to number one, know that you're loved. Like if you don't know that you're loved for who you are. And I, and that was a struggle for me for a long time. Right. I would define my you know, my self-worth based on, was my life, my wife loving me well at the Mm -hmm. time? Was Mm -hmm. she doing things for me? Was I feeling love from her? Right. And I think that's a really, I think that's a really dangerous thing to do. Yeah. And so knowing that you're loved, and I think that can only come from Christ to know that he created you for purpose. Right.
0: Mm, Second
1: thing is just to have peace. Right. And, and what, what stops us from having peace? Like I said earlier, worry, anxiety about the world, about how things are going to end, and all that. But listen, if you know that that Jesus, you know, conquered sin and conquered death, and He rose from the dead, and He's seated at the right hand of the Father, I said, well, if He's not in heaven wringing His hands in worry, why should I? You know, mm-hmm. and um, and so that brings peace. And when you have love and peace, and you can breathe. Mm-hmm. You can now pause and experience joy in simple things. Mm-hmm. I, I'll give you an example, Shannon, of uh, a young man that I met with several months ago. And he had no love, no peace, no joy, no hope. And um, I decided to take him to coffee. And I got there before he did. And, and I was hearing a story a little bit. He's really busy, he's never alone. And I thought, we're going to sit outside. So we sat at this little table outside and I had a coffee for him and a coffee for me. And I said, tell me where you're at. And that's all I said. And man, for the next 10 minutes, it was like, like everything unloading. All right. And all of People a sudden. want
0: a loving um, listening ear. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, in the midst of it, I just suddenly kind of abruptly said, okay, stop. And he was like, huh? And I go, stop for just a second. I said, just humor me, humor me for just a minute. I said, take a deep breath real quick. He took a breath. I said, close your eyes for just a second. Just trust me. Just close your eyes. He closed his eyes. And I said, what do you hear? And he, and he's like, what? what? What do you mean? I'm like, what do you hear? It's like, I don't hear anything. And I said, okay, just keep your eyes closed. Just hold on for a second. Do you hear the wind in the trees? Listen, listen for it. There it is right there. It's right above you. Listen. He goes, oh, yes, yes, (laughs) I do. I hear that. I said, okay, hold on. Listen, listen. I said, oh, do you hear the leaves rustling just behind you? There was a squirrel running in the leaves right behind him. He goes, yeah, I go, that's a squirrel. Can you picture it? Can you imagine? He goes, yeah, I do. And I said, okay, open your eyes. I said, why couldn't you hear that beforehand? He says, I don't know. I said, because you weren't even pausing long enough. To receive, you weren't even, you didn't even have enough peace in your life, right? To be able to appreciate these natural sounds of wind Mm. through the trees and a a bird chirping and a squirrel running. And so he was able to experience a little bit of joy, right? Like, oh, it's nice to hear those things.
0: You know, Pastor Greg, you didn't know it, but you're really a therapist at heart. Those are all grounding mindfulness techniques. Good for Really? You. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I love it. We process the here and now in a different part of our brain than when we're in that anxious place where we're kind of like in that, you know, um, survival mode and it really yeah. produces one produces adrenaline and the other one produces, um, you know, endorphins. So yeah. Ooh, wow. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can you imagine if we all were able to have those uh, that ability to transition in our you know lives and drop into maybe that only one hour a night that you have to connect with your spouse and yeah. um you're able to kind of Tune out all the other stuff from before that happened or soon to be that happened. You can just be right here, right now, and take in just the simplicity of what you have and the blessings that it gives you and the feelings of just that connectedness and contentment. Yeah. Are you tired? of having vanilla and mediocrity in your intimate relationship. We all know that couple that somehow has it all figured out. You can tell by the way they look at each other across the room. If you want more, then join me, Dr. Shannon Roberts, in my next webinar, The Intimacy for Life Method, and I will give you the tips and encouragement on the necessary steps to create longevity in your connection, deepen relationship satisfaction, and the ultimate relationship that you are hardwired for so that you can become not only the best version of yourself, but a reflection of what God has designed for your marriage.
1: But it's see, see, Shannon, what I realized finally in my life was that I had to be intentional. Like, Mm-hmm. I have a choice. Like I have a part to play. And I, for a long time, just kept kicking the ball down the road, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. yeah, you know, one day I'm going yeah, mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. yeah, one day I'm going to, yeah, one day I'm going to, and it was always mm-hmm. later on. And I think I, I came to this conviction of even in my relationship with Christ, right. That he wasn't in the past and he's not in the future. He's in the present, right? Like mm-hmm. if I want to be with Jesus, it's got to be in the present. But I was always either looking back or looking forward. And mm-hmm. I think we make a mistake when we live in the past or we live in the future. We're not experiencing peace in the moment. And you mm-hmm. just said it with connection. Mm-hmm. And the same goes true with my spouse. The Probably the greatest thing she wants is my attention.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: we have fought over this thing for so long.
0: Okay. So, because some of us are listening by audio, you're holding up your phone. Listen, yeah. I can tell you, I see higher and higher volumes of, you know, protests and complaints from couples that that screen is such a distraction in their yeah. ability to um, connect. Yeah. I totally understand.
1: But, but I think it's an intentional thing, right? Where, you have to have conversations. I mean, my job is like you said, it doesn't really shut off, right. but I can shut it off. Like,
0: you like,
1: yeah. you know what I mean? Like who, who's to say really, I can't, like if I believe that God has everything under control, like I can't shut my phone off and he's going to take care of it for me. Like he does. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's just hard. It's hard for us to do. I think we, we, we place a lot of our value in what we yes. do
0: Yeah. and yeah.
1: that's why identity And knowing you're a son or a daughter of the king first, you can rest in him, makes all the difference in your relationships. Marital, but then don't you think it translates beyond that, too, to your yes. to your friendships and even strangers that you encounter?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think developing a new culture of what healthy. Ba- Listen, I just set up my work focus um boundaries on my phone and I set up my do not disturb boundaries on my phone. All right, deep I mean, we are having to learn how to do that so that we can show up in life and, and still have. You know, a life. So anyway, fast forward. I okay. So if you don't have a you have a church with no building, you're meeting in homes. Um, and when you do meet with, you know, your your peeps, it's coffee shops kind of thing. So fast forward, tell me your goal and your vision for your marriage couples,
1: yeah. So it's really interesting at the beginning of this journey of starting a mobile church, I knew that we were going to build this website that that had all of these tools and resources to kind of help us live. Really, what's the call, Shannon? It's to follow Jesus, right? Christian means of Christ. So if you're going to be of Christ, you got to follow Christ. But I think it's hard sometimes in religion, we make it all about you said it earlier, you know, systems and process, you got to go to this class and that class and volunteer here and all it's busy. And I wanted to simplify it. Yeah. And I wanted to teach people how to kind of tune in to the Holy Spirit to, to teach you how to actually hear from God so you know the direction, you know, to go in different areas of your life. And so one of the areas I think if if I was the enemy that I'd want to attack would be families absolutely and he's clearly doing it I mean absolutely marriages I I man I am even people that I would say man strong marriage are you know are like having to refocus and put more energy into their marriage and I started realizing that you you kind of have couples that fall into I I went came to you with this um fall into kind of three categories right I would say if you were gonna do a number scale of one to ten maybe it's like One to three is like, man, they are they need heart surgery, you know, they're struggling. They they they've maybe even thought about divorce, you know. They're just they're just really that's that's a category. Then you got maybe your four to six, Mm -hmm. which is like, man, we're struggling. We've we've been in the kid mode for a while, and but we're we're good, we love each other, but man, we're just okay. And then you got your seven to tens, which are like, we're chugging along, you know, the train is moving, we're good, but once in a while, it gets off the tracks and we need a little help. And, yeah. and I was thinking, you know, throughout the years, having gone to counseling and work with counselors, there's gotta be, there's gotta be someone who really deals with the heart, mm. you know, desire, not just thinking in the brain. I think that's important. I think we gotta, we have to take our thoughts captive, but, and so I had this idea, could we, could we build sort of this virtual counseling, um, session Yeah, that we could offer couples in that four to six, seven to 10 range that they could walk this through with their spouse and, um, have a tool to revitalize, um, and revive some
0: things in their marriage. Revitalize. Right? I love that word. Yeah. Because my experience before we move on to this kind of, um, tool thing, I love, um, just to kind of add to that discussion. Yeah, I mean, of all the couples that should be out there are just being this beacon of light. Yeah. Because God's design came from him about two becoming one and that we're our best versions of ourselves. Why you know, why are we settling for mediocrity and vanilla and just resting in that that six or so range when we can have like the epitome of. Wonderful, 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 and so that I think we both share in the passion of that. Okay, so go on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so so I wanted I wanted that. In fact, I put a button on my original website that said marriage. That's all it said. <laughs> and God's like, yeah, you don't have any content though, Greg. So you're gonna have to wait <laughs> on that. And so for the last two and a half years, really, I've just kind of prayed about it, and, mm-hmm. and God has expanded our territory, and our church is growing, and we're reaching more people, and and then um, he kept, he kept like bringing this whole marriage concept to the table. And, uh, and I saw a a connection on LinkedIn for your, you and your counseling practice. And, um, one day I was like, God was like, give her a call, just reach out. And so I scheduled one of those free 30 minute (laughs) phone calls and, And I wasn't sure what we were going to talk about. I wasn't sure I was going to tell you all of that, you know, on that call. But I think within like two minutes of talking to you, I'm like, I think she gets it. You know, I just, I think. And so I started sharing my heart about this virtual counseling. How could we do this? And built on desire. And man, little did I know, it's really been your life's work. I mean, it's really been what you have hung your hat on, I think, all these years. And really- in the last several, just last couple of years. Yeah. But just like me having done About this- the
0: same time that you were kind of building your virtual community, I was doing the same thing.
1: It's truly remarkable. And yeah. um, and so um, I started looking at your materials and going through some of your videos. And it, it really didn't take me more than um, an hour or two going through those. And I was like, this is exactly the type of things that we got to have. And, and so, um, that's kind of where we find ourselves now we're building this. Um, I, I, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to call it, um, it's hard to come up with a name for it because we're not really, we're not even finished yet. We're literally just starting on this. We've
0: only done one shoot. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But, um, but I have, I have this thought and by the way, I've mentioned it to a few couples and I. I'm telling you, whether they're a three, a six, or a nine, Mm. everyone has said, "Oh, I could use that." Like, "Oh, I could
0: definitely." You know, that's what I love because this is not for just the high, kind of more conflict counseling clients. This is for the whole right the whole. this is information that we wanted to put in the hands of of couples that like why why can we not be leading well loving well showing yep. How this is gonna be the best version of yourself and the epitome of peace, love, and joy that is talked about. So that's yeah. what's so exciting that it will sit in the hands of people that I will never want to come into contact with.
1: Correct. Well, and and I, I'd love to get your thought on this. So the other thing that I had a thought of was there were so many couples needing someone like you, right? To to sit down with and, yeah, and digging into these things. But you're one person. Yes. So like, even if you maxed out your schedule and you work 70 hours a week, right. You're going to be limited on, you know, maybe 40 couples, maybe, you know, and well, that's not even scratching the surface, you know? Mm -mm. And so in a way, in a way we're taking your expertise and we're sort of cloning you, in a way where we can offer some of the things that, you know, have worked. And and by the way, there will be couples that, that I'm like, you need to go into her intensive, like, Hey, you need some time because, because there still is
0: that. Sure. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, but, you know, just like why I give the value of these webinars is, you know, we'll have a hundred couples come through the webinar and there's a certain, a very low percentage that will convert to be, Come, you know, one of my clients, but the volume of, of the couples that I can reach in those kinds of capacities versus the ones I can work one-on-one with is huge. And, and listen, coupling with pastors like you, I mean, this is fantastic. This is like revolutionary too, because faith-based couples have equally as high of a divorce rate as non-faith-based couples. And it's scary for us people.
1: Yep. I agree. Well, it's, it's neat how literally you're the only person I spoke to about this. And that's just kind of how it's been. Well, that's kind of how it's been for me for this whole church. I mean, how do you start a church with no building, no people, no money. We haven't recruited anybody. We don't even take an offering, but God brings generous hearts into our church. And then he connects us with these resources. Why? Because it's for the kingdom, right? And if, if God wants it, then all we got to do is be available, and right. so I just make myself available. And I was I was grateful that you did the same
0: because mm-hmm. you had to
1: make yourself available. Right. You could have closed off. You could have said, well, I'm busy. And, yeah, <laughs> you know,
0: no, it's been so much fun. I, I don't know exactly what it all is going to look like in the end, but we're having a great time doing this. So.
1: Absolutely. And, and that's that's where the joy comes in. Right.
0: That, that's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much, um, Pastor Greg, for joining us today and just adding into the conversation around what healthy, thriving marriages can look like and the dreams of, of being able to, you know, work to the point of intentionality and getting there. How can people um, contact you? They're going to listen. They're going to say, I'm really intrigued by this yeah. different church." And the value of it is that they can be anywhere and still be apart. So how can they get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to send them right to our, uh, I'll call it our, our church participating website, which is very simple. It's the word difference.app. So difference.app mm-hmm. It's um, it was the I didn't want to build an app that you'd have to continually update and you know it's always yeah. breaking and all that. So we update it. Right. It's a website, but it's called difference.app. And um we we give away everything for free, all of our resources, people that struggle with sort of shutting their minds off because they're busy and thoughts are always coming. We have meditations for them to to work. I know, I love them, it on scripture, yeah. And, um, and then we we provide the resources to have an experience with the Lord in their homes, gathering some friends, gathering their family together, think dinner party meets church experience meets small group, <laughs> kind of all wrapped into I one. I
0: love that. And let me just challenge anyone that's out there, go to and listen to um, your teaching about solitude, because I'm thinking that that's the opposite of what our people are experiencing and and doing is the ability to slow down pause and experiencing some some not aloneness because solitude is different than being alone right yes i'm challenging people to go listen to that one that was that was one of your really great teachings thank you i always ask my um guests one question and it's a surprise question sorry but i know bring it on i see i knew you would um so (laughs) Tell me, um, for those um, people in my community, what is the one thing that got you and your wife out of a, a dark chapter or a dark moment?
1: I would say, honestly, for for me, it was kind of a, a realization that um, really was in a moment of, of on my knees praying to the Lord and sort of, I'm just going to be totally transparent. I was having a gripe session with God about <laughs> about her and, you know, God can handle that, right? You take that. No,
0: none of the couples I work with and me either have ever had a gripe session. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, um, and then when I kind of was finished getting some things off my chest, I felt like the Lord said to me, you know, are you done? Hmm? And I was like, yeah, I'm done. Thank you. You know, I'm done. So what, are you going to <laughs> fix her? You know, and um, and very, very gently, but also very kind of sternly. I felt the spirit speak to my heart like mm. I, I gave you one, you know, I gave you one person to love unconditionally. I didn't ask you to ah. love everybody unconditionally, but you and by the way, you said to me you wanted to love her unconditionally. So like I didn't even force that one. And it really kind of got me back to this place of like, yeah, that's true. Like, there's really just one. And so uh, I think it shifted in me. And I think I had to lead that. And Mm -hmm. she's come, she's come her, you know, my way as well. But I think it started in me and I had to sort of um, die to myself a little bit more and realize like, I'm probably supposed to be the best representation of Jesus that she's going to see. And I don't know that I was doing that the whole wow. time. So I would say that's probably my own personal where I had a, a bit of an epiphany. And it's it's definitely made an impact on our marriage for sure.
0: Oh, my gosh. Thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that. I, I cannot even begin to tell you what the links and volumes that will go for people that are listening that are being, you know, influenced by not only you you being a pastor and leader, but just like a servant, humble spirit too. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. It's good to have you. I'm sure I'm going to be having you back as this whole thing develops and I look forward to it.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, Shannon.
0: Thank you for listening, love leaders. Be sure to check out all our links in the show notes and visit me at shannonrobertscounseling.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any others. Until next time, go lead in loving well.